Wow, glory to God. The church is empty. There is no people here. But I can feel the presence and the glory of God. And also I think you can feel the same. As you sing to the Lord. This service is for, it's all about Jesus Christ. Our Savior and Lord. And I know God has a word to share to you today. And God has a special word for you. And I want you to prepare your heart right now to receive his word. Now still in God's presence. And don't stand up. I know sometimes you are at home or watching this video, but be still in God's presence. Let's listen God's voice now, because I'm sure God has a word for you. Amen. Please close your eyes. Let's pray. Beloved Father, we are so thankful for the privilege of sharing your word. Father, speak to every heart today. Speak to your people. Everyone's going to receive this word. They can be touched by you. It can be in fire for you. They can re receive a great revival in his personal spiritual life. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I ask you that you can use this word through your Holy Spirit in order to speak to your people. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. I want to read some verses in the word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 12 to 15. Okay, if you have your Bible, you can open up your Bible at home. And you can read in your own language. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15. That says, Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones... Wood, hay, and straw. Verse 13. Each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work. Of what sort is it? 14, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Today's message is... Treasures from the secret place. Treasures from the secret place. And this word is, is to all of you that had one encounter with God. If you love Jesus, if he, 
if you are if you are a born again Christian, if you receive Jesus in your heart as your Savior, this word is for you. I have some question. Do you have Jesus as your foundation? Is Jesus the foundation of your life? How are you building your life upon this foundation that is Jesus? How are you building your spiritual life? Because this, is, this question is important for you to answer it. Because here Paul the Apostle said, we are building under this foundation. Everyone who born again, everyone who gave their life to Jesus is building something. You are building something. But the Bible says one day you will be tested. All the work that you have done for God, everything, you'll be tested by fire. And... Each one of us have to think, what material I am using to build upon this foundation? And as illustration, <laughs> I wanted to, to illustrate, just for you to understand, which material, what material we are using to build up this foundation. There is one children's story. I think all of you know. <laughs> this children's story. The three little pigs and the big bad wolf. Have you heard the story, children's story, the three little pigs? I think this person that wrote this, this children's story, this person read the Bible and then wrote because... Uh, I think you remember. There were, there were three little pigs. One pig built his house of straw. Another, the second pig, he built his house with sticks. And they built their house very quickly. And as soon as they, they, they finished very quickly... Using straw and sticks, they started dancing, singing, and enjoy life. Because they, they were a little bit lazy. And then they start just enjoying life. But the third pig, he worked all day. And also says that all day he worked hard. But he built his house with bricks. And also in the story says, the, after they built their house, then the bad, bad wolf went to the first and to the second house and blew. <laughs> and that house, that the two house, strong, and also the, the, the another house, what happened was destroyed in a second. But then the big bad wolf tried 
to blow the brick's house. But he couldn't because that little pig used strong materials. Then the two little pigs felt so sorry for having been so lazy. Then after that, they felt sorry and they said, now we're going to build a, a good house. And they built uh, two houses of bricks. And they, live, they lived happy forever and ever. It's just an illustration. But here, Paul, the apostle, he, he says the same thing. Like, he said to the believers, the people who who follow Jesus as their foundation. He said we have two options. We have some options to build our lives. And we can build our lives upon Jesus. But using different kind of materials. With gold, silver and precious stones. Or... We can use, or we can use uh, wood, hay, and straw. And the material that we use make the, a big difference. And you can see very clear these two kind of materials. There are two different categories. The first one is gold, silver. And precious stones. The second one is wood, hay, and straw. Gold, silver, and precious stone are found always underground. Wood, hay, and straw are found above ground on the surface. Gold. Precious stones, you have to dig to find them. They are not found on the ground. And they usually come in smaller size. And also smaller quantities. Wood, hay, and straw always come in big quantities. Gold, silver, and precious stones are also very Expensive. Wood, hay, and straw is a cheaper way than gold because they, you can find everywhere. Gold, silver, and precious stones are very rare. Wood, hay, and straw are very common. You can find everywhere. Gold, silver, and precious stones cannot be burned by fire, only get purified by fire. Wood, hay, and straw are destroyed by fire. If gold, silver, and fire, if gold, silver, go through the fire, they become pure, better, and more expensive. If you get some gold. Put on fire. 
they become better and more expensive. And Paul the Apostle is saying to the believers whose foundation is Jesus Christ. And he is asking, what material are you using to build on Jesus? And this is my question to you today. What material are you using to build your life on this foundation that is Jesus Christ? Because you can build on Jesus with Jesus. Or you can build on Jesus without Jesus. You can build your life today with your knowledge, your intellect, your wisdom, your degree. You can build your life today with your discipline. You can build your ministry with a software. Did you know? And you can build a lot of things today. Without one intimate relationship with Jesus. This is so serious. Because you can do many things. But without intimate relationship with Jesus. As long as you, you work very hard. As long as you are smart. Your ministry can become big. Your church can grow. And people can look at you and say, wow, he, she is so nice, Christian. That ministry is so powerful. But the question is not how big or how good it is in the eyes of men. This is not the question. Today, there are many people you can look at them and say, wow, good Christian. He sings so well. He plays so well. He preaches so well. And the question is not how big we are. The question is not how good we are before men's eyes. But the question is, will it last when I die? What you are building will last when fire of God comes. You need to think about. Can it grow through fire and get purer? Or are you going to be destroyed? I should build my life on Jesus. But... With eyes fixed on eternity. Many people they are building on this foundation. But their eyes are on this earth. Doing things to receive applause of man. Not the reward of God one day. What you matter is not how big things get. It's what material, material I use it. This is the important. Many things can be good, beautiful to the 
people's eyes. But what kind of material are you using? Gold, silver, precious stone, or wood, hay, and straw? Be careful. Is my dependence on my gifts or on my intimacy with God? Many people, they are doing many things. But they are trusting on their talents, natural talents. On their wisdom. On their intelligence. And they are doing many things. Be careful. All my work are going to be tested on day. All my work will be tested. All your work will be tested one day. You're going to be tested by fire. Without intimacy with Jesus, all you have is wood, hay, and straw. If you, if you are doing many things, if you are going to church, if you are a religious person, if you are doing many things serving the church... You're doing many things, but if you don't have intimacy with Jesus, everything you are doing is wood, hay, and straw. This is what Paul the Apostle said. Be careful how are you building up on this foundation that is Jesus Christ. I'm not worried what the people are looking at me. I'm worried about what God is thinking about what I am doing. My brothers, wood, hay, and straw are cheap. They are easy to find. They require no devotional life, no sacrifice. They have no eternal significance because they don't last. Wood, hay, and straw don't require, don't require consecration. Wood, hay, and straw doesn't require help from the Holy Spirit. Wood, hay, and straw doesn't require my devotional with the Lord. Wood, hay, and straw. Require no sacrifice, no fasting, no digging deeper on my end. Using them doesn't require us to have a humble heart or to spend time with God. It's easy. Be careful with your easy life. Jesus said, in that day, God put his fire. Meaning that one day God looked at my life with his eyes. And his eyes is fire. The Bible says his eyes is like a fire. And he's going to look at me. And his fire is going to pass through my life. And everything that I have done can be totally be burned and become ashes. Everything in your life. 
Doesn't matter what you are doing. Doesn't matter how big is your church, how big is your ministry. This is not important. One day everything can become ashes. Because everything we are building under this foundation. Everything you are building under this foundation. If it's not. If we intimate life with Jesus Christ. It's wood, hay and straw. The foundation is still there. But my life worth becomes work becomes pointless and the bible says maybe you are going to you will suffer loss but you will be saved and this meaning if my life on earth has no significance into eternity i don't lose my salvation if jesus is your savior if, he, if, he, if you gave your life to him, you are not going to lose your salvation. It's not I am what I am preaching. But you are going to lose your reward. You are going to lose your eternal significance. My brothers, I'm not preaching to people who don't love God. I said, this preaching is not to any kind of people. This preaching today is just for people who love Jesus. People who had one encounter with God. People that had their life transformed. And they are saying, I want to live for God. I want to make a difference on this earth. This preaching is for you. And stop worrying about losing your salvation. Stop worrying. God wants you to focus in one thing. He wants you to start building on Jesus, with Jesus. Because you can build on Jesus, but without Jesus. Without dependence on Him. Without time with Him. Without a private life with Jesus. He wants to start. Or we need to build our life with gold, silver, and precious stones. And building with gold, do you know what it means? Building our life up on this foundation with gold, do you know what it means? It means building your secret place. Building your secret place. Don't just build your life on Christ. But build your life with Christ. Not just on him, but with him. For our work to have significance, it must come from our secret place. And this is my challenge to all of you. What are you building what kind of material are you using? Christians should not focus on losing their salvation. But they should focus on not losing their reward. My brothers, I am saved. 
I am saved through the blood of Jesus. I'm not worried about my salvation. One day I want to be before God. I want to be received by Him as faithful servant. It is not your success in life. This is important. Listen to that. This is so important. It's not your success in life that will determine your reward in eternity. Okay? It's not because you have a successful life, you graduated, you have a degree, or you have a good life, good family, or even you have a ministry, your ministry is growing. For me, success in life is nothing. For eternity. Here you can be small in the eyes of man. You can be small in the eyes of man. Here you can be poor. Here you can lose many things. Forget about the people who is blessed, is rich people, forget about. No. If you look to the Bible, the Bible says. The poor people belongs to the kingdom of God. Here on earth, you can lose things. You can be small. There is no problem. But what is important, how, which material are you building up on this foundation? If I look to my life, I don't feel that I am so successful. No, I don't feel. For me, <laughs> when I look to my life, I think my life maybe is decreasing. Twelve years ago, I was a pastor in Brazil. It was a big church, 5,000 members. And to become a missionary, I came to Ireland. I lost my church, I left behind my friends, I left behind my family, and today I am a pastor of a small church. I used to speak very fluently in my own language, Portuguese. I used to, to preach every day very fluently. Using nice words. And today I am here. Limited speaking this English. That you know if you are. If you have good English. You know how is my English. I need to write down my preachings. Because I struggle with many words. I need to read by preaching. I don't like to read. I, I, like, I love to speak by heart. If I look at myself, I'm not successful. <laughs> Maybe you are serving God also. But you are not seeing many results in your life. Or you are investing your time. You are investing your life in the kingdom of God. 
You are investing your money, in your tithes and offering. You are giving, you are supporting, helping people with your money. And you cannot see great results. The point is, where are you looking at? Where are you looking at? Are you looking to the reward in this earth? No, my brother. I'm not waiting anything from this earth. I invested my life and I'm waiting something on the eternity. And do you have do you have your eyes on the success of this life? Or are you looking at eternity, to eternity? My brothers, let's not live for the applause of men, but for the audience of God. Is how we should live. Let's live for the assignment of God. I have a question. Do you think... Or did Jesus have a successful ministry? What do you think? Did Jesus have a big church? He died at 33 years of age. He had a group of 12 disciples. And another group of 70 disciples, the Bible says. And a small group of people, not, not, not bigger than 120 people after his death. And what Jesus did, did say about himself? <laughs> Let's read John 17, verse 4. Look what Jesus said. John 17, verse 4. I have glorified you, Father, on earth. I have finished the work which you have given to me. Wow. Jesus, he, he was praying and said, I have glorified you on earth. And I have finished the work which you have given to me. Or Jesus said two things here. I glorified you, and I finished the work. Or, I gave you glory. I spent time with you. I loved you. Every morning before I start my preaching, I was praying. Sometimes I spent the whole night, night with you, Father. I glorified you on earth. And I, I finished the work. I have finished the work. Jesus was only 33 years of age. And he said, I finished the work you gave him. I finished the work you gave him. God has something for you, for each one of us. 
And for me, there is nothing more important. At the end of my life, when the days of my life finished, I want you to say, I finished the work that you gave me. And listen, your assignment is completable. Or has a time, it's completable. You can complete your assignment. You cannot save the whole world. But you can, you can finish your assignment. My brothers, Jesus didn't preach to the whole world. Did you know? Jesus didn't save all people from all of the world himself preaching. No. But he finished his assignment. <laughs> Maybe you are not going to touch all of the world. Maybe you are going to touch the people in your town. Or the people in your neighborhood. Or maybe God's going to bring you to the nations or to some nations. But what is important that you finish your assignment. Paul, the apostle Paul, he said the same. Second Timothy 4 verse 7 says. Second Timothy 4 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I love Paul the Apostle. <laughs> this man, wow, it's so. He gave his life to Jesus and he, he was used in a powerful way. And he said, I fought the good fight. I fought. I wasn't lazy. He said, I fought. It was not easy. I fought. My brothers, I know. Some people, they are trying to find some wood, some hay, some straw to build your ministry. No. If you use wood, hay and straw, it will You'll be burned. You'll become ashes. But Paul the Apostle said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Are you fighting the good fight? Or are you sleeping in your sofa? Just enjoying life and relaxing. Be smart. If you are doing that, you are building with straw, hay, and wood. Sorry. Are you running the race? Or just are you enjoying life and building your life on earth? Paul the apostle said, I fought the good fight and I have finished the race. And that tells me, my race, my work, my assignment is completable. But you never know if you don't live 
in a secret place. How do you know your assignment? How do you know the plan that God has for your life? If you don't have this life with God. If you don't have this time, this secret place. Jesus lived just 33 years. And he said, I'm done with my work. Not everybody was healed. Not everybody was saved, but my part is finished. Paul said the same. What I was supposed to do is done. Wow. <laughs> and you. About the assignment that God gave you. Your life one day is going to finish here. One day we're going to be before him. What we are going to say? Oh Lord, sorry. I was just raising my children. I was building my career. I had three diplomas, degrees. This is wood, hay, and straw. Are you fulfilling God's assignment? Or are you running for your own business? I want to read another verse. Matthew 13, verse 44. Again, Matthew 13, verse 44. That says, Again, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is Attention, please. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden on a field. Okay? Treasures hidden on a field. Which a man found and hid. Then because of joy, he went, sell all that he has... And buys that field. Wow. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in the field. Pay attention. The treasure is in the field. Or it's underground. Not above ground. Underground. And a man found it. And full of joy, he invested all he had. He invested his money, his life, everything he had for that field. To have that treasure. My brothers and sisters, I'm not praying about salvation. Salvation is free. Salvation comes through the cross. Salvation comes through the blood of Jesus. It's by faith, it's not by work. This is your salvation. But if you want this treasure 
gold, silver, and precious stones, you need to invest, you need to work hard, you need to dig for them, this is what Paul the apostle said, you are not going to find gold under, under the ground, you are not going to find precious stones here, walking around, you need to dig, you need to go deeper in God's presence, then you are going to find this great treasure. And one day, all this gold, this precious stone, this silver, they are going to be, become purer, more expensive, and better, because they are going to be purified by fire. It's in the secret place that you are going to find these treasures. Attention. It's in the secret place that you are going to find this treasure. You are not going to find so easy. Sorry. I know today many Christians, they want to have easy life. They don't want to lose anything. They don't want to invest in the kingdom of God. My brothers, I have lost many things. I have invested my life. I have given cars, my job. I had a good life. I was manager. Before I became pastor, I was manager of three companies. And I left everything. I lost many things. But I am so happy. I am so happy for this investment. But it's in the secret place that you are going to find this treasure. And now I want to go to the end of this word. I want to talk about this secret place. I'm not, maybe I'm going to preach another word. Talking not about the treasures, but the secret place. Wow. But I want to just start today. Matthew 6.6 6 says... Matthew 6.6. 6. But Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, then pray to your father, who is, who is in the secret place. Hmm. You are not going to find easily. He's in the secret place. And your father who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you openly. Wow, again. He's going to reward you openly. Jesus said, start when you pray. It's not read, written if you pray. Because he expects you to pray, okay? We need to have a life of prayer. Living a life of dependence of, of God. Did you know? If you don't pray, that means that you do not depend on God. Because prayer is dependence on God. And I want to talk now, finishing, how important it is to have this Secret place. 
Please attention what I'm going to say to you now. It's very important. I believe that each one of us, each one of us, everybody, either lives in a secret place or in a secret scene. Okay? Everyone, each one. You are going to live in a secret place or in a secret sin. You know what means secret sin? When you have something hiding things from people. When you, you go to the internet, surfing the internet and you need to delete things. Or something after you look up, you delete the history. You know what I'm speaking. The moment that you have to delete your conversation on the internet. When you go. The, the moment you find yourself in the secret sin. It's the first sign that you don't have a secret place anymore. This is the first sign. If you have the secret sin, you don't have the secret place. One or another. You cannot keep both. If you have the secret place, you are going to abandon the secret sin. What are you in this what you have in the secret place, attention, what you have in the secret place, you change your life tomorrow. Okay? What do you have in the secret place? You change your life tomorrow. If you are hiding the presence of God in the secret place, if you are hiding with the Holy Spirit, it will change your life, your career, your relationship. Will change your future. You change. But secret sins will affect your life. Will affect your health. Will affect your finances. Will affect every area of your life your secret place your secret life has to be a place where you are hosting God and not hiding sin this should be your secret place you are hiding the presence of God and not sin and the best and only way to hide not sin is to host the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and you need to have secrets. Okay? You need to have secrets. <laughs> because this secret place is the secret of your future. And you change everything about you. Because everything that is hidden is will be revealed, and the world will know. Everything that is hidden 
<laughs> My brothers, if you have a secret place, you are hiding the presence of God. And the people they are going to see. <laughs> the people they are going to see God in your life. You either have a secret place or secret sin. When I say that you need a secret place, you need to understand that I'm not saying that you need to go to God's presence with a playlist and say, then some people say, oh, no, I have my secret time, my secret place. Every day I go with a big list, shopping list, and I say, God, I need that. God, I need that. God, bless my family. God, bless my marriage. God, give me a job. God, bless my future. God, give me a wife. God, give me... No. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about going to God with a list of shopping. The first and most important thing is your relationship with Him. Your identity, what you are, is in having a relationship with God. Your identity is in your relationship with God. If the only time you pray is when you have shoes, we don't have intimacy with God. If the only time you pray, when you go to God and say, God, God, bless me, bless me. Sorry, you don't have intimacy with God. Intimacy with God is when you go to God, even if you don't have any shoes. That's what intimacy is. And also Jesus said, you have to close the door when you come into the secret place so God can open the windows. The Bible says when you enter to your private place, your secret place with him, and if you close the door, he's going to open the windows. <laughs> and many people don't find God because they don't close the door. <laughs> many people, they don't find they spend at least one hour. Sorry, it's not the amount of time you pray. You can stay praying three hours. But it's the passion, your love. It's the quality of the relationship. It's not how long, three, four hours. But it's your passion that is burning inside of you. The relationship of intimacy. But if you don't close this door, the windows of heaven are not going to open. And this door is called distraction. Distraction. Let's talk about intimacy relationship. Or if you are married, okay, not for everybody, not for single people. But if you are married, you are in the right place, okay? <laughs> intimacy is supposed to happen. As a husband and wife, they are in bed. But one of them is in the phone, talking, talking. And the another one is there. The woman 
is waiting, and the man is talking on the phone. Poof! In the place of intimacy, but one of them is on the phone. <laughs> and suddenly the woman says, I am here, and you are not here. <laughs> Why? Why does God want us to close the door when we are praying? Why? Because intimacy always happens behind closed doors. Always. My brothers, more than pray and ask things, God wants intimacy. And every married person knows that you have to close the door to have intimacy. Every, every couple knows. Because you may be in your bedroom. Suddenly the children come, the dog, the parents. <laughs> and say, oh, no, 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 no. But if you close the door, you, mainly wives. Sometimes my wife say, honey, did you close the door? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> God says, when you come into the room, I want to be intimate with you. Could you close the door, please? Could you leave your phone behind that door? Could you leave your phone behind that door? Because today a lot of distraction. I don't want just you to say, go and have a time of prayer. But have one good relationship of intimacy with your father. I want to finish right now. And I want to remember some points. First, is in the secret place where you discover your assignment. God has a purpose for your life. He wants to use you. The secret place redefines your life. And you are going to discover what you must do. Many people say, hi pastor, help me. How can I discover my calling or my assignment? What God has for my life? You need to go to the secret place. Because it's there that God is going to redefine your assignment. It's in the secret place that you are going to discover that you must have a home group. A cell meeting. That you have to go to a cell meeting to be together with our brothers. It's there. If you don't go to God's presence, you are not going to discover it's in the secret place that you're going to discover how important is the church. How is important to be together in the body of Christ. It's in, it's in this place that you are going to, to discover that you must make disciples. You must disciple people. You must pray for the sick. You must give your tithes and offering. You are not going to steal from, from God or to rob. To take what is from God. But if you have a relationship with Him. You are going to invest in the kingdom of God. 
your relationship of love with God will redefine you and you are going to build your life with gold, silver, and precious stones. Second, the only way to conquer sin, the only way, there, for me there is no other way, the only way to conquer sin, your addiction, is to replace sin with the secret place. You cannot keep both. Because I struggled in the past with sin. But I had to replace his presence, holy presence. Third, remember, you are not here to solve problems in this earth. You are on earth to fulfill a purpose. God did, didn't put you here just to fix, for you to fix your problems. God placed you here, here to fulfill your purpose. Fourth, I, I'm going to ask you again. What material are you using to build on Jesus? What material are you using? I know many, thing, many people, they want to use cheap things. It's easier. Without intimacy with Jesus, everything is wood, hay, and straw. And one day, we'll become ashes. The last one, God is waiting for you in the secret place. Your father, he loves you. He's waiting for you in the secret place. He loves you. And he misses you. If you abandon your life of prayer, please come back. God is waiting for you. If you abandon church prayer meetings, come back. God is waiting for you. We have to go back to our prayer. We need to go back fasting. We have to go back serving. Stopping just building with, with wood, straw, or hay. Because it's going to be burned. You need to invest more of your life. Please close your eyes. I want to pray for you to finish. Father, I pray for all my brothers. Bless their lives. Help them, Father, to build their lives upon Jesus, in intimacy with Jesus. I pray, bless their lives. Protect them. Make your glory, glory to shine upon their lives. And can turn to you and to seek your face and be in the secret place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all.